0: It's Debbie Gilbert from the Business Awards Show and I'm also the founder of the Best Business Women Awards and today I'm joined by Angela Spencer from Virago Wellness Coaching who is a silver winner multiple times of the Best Coach in the Best Business Women Awards. Welcome! (laughs) So it's great to actually get to chat to you about your business uh, and what what you've been up to because you started your coaching business in 2020. So it's it's quite freshly baked, three three years. But you have made quite a demonstrable difference in the coaching world. So tell me a little bit about your business and what made you set it up?
1: Okay, so my business, as you very well pronounced, Debbie, is <laughs> <healthcare> <laughs> wellness. <laughs> I did that thing that everybody tells you not to do. And I chose a business name that's really hard to pronounce. Um, but I came across the word Virago back in 2020 when I was setting up and it means female warrior, a woman of exemplary strength. And I don't know if you remember much about 2020. <laughs> um, but it was a year when I that called to be that person of exemplary strength was so huge for everybody. But for me, particularly putting the spotlight on women mm-hmm. um, during that time when children were at home, schools mm-hmm. were closed, you had you know parents balancing work and life. Literally, you know, at the time I was working full time in a leadership role within a retailer, it was high pressured. My husband at the same, he was in a leadership role, we were passing the children back and forth Mm -hmm. in between calls, you know, managing our own emotions through the Mm -hmm. pandemic and and everything that was going on. It was huge and colossal. And I just felt that there were women around me, particularly my friends and family members, who were losing themselves in the chaos. You know, they were being everything to everybody around them and they were finding themselves to be bottom of the list and this was a very familiar story to me because in 2019 I'd been through my own journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. and I was at the time I was a head of culture for an organization of around 4,000 people so I had quite a quite high pressure job a job that I absolutely loved I really did I enjoyed my job I enjoyed everyone I worked with um, I had two beautiful children, the house I'd always wanted and on paper my life was really quite perfect. Everything was on track and on plan but in the background I was suffering from a low level anxiety and I started to have panic attacks and just it just felt like something was unravelling in me. I was about 37 at the time and i remember just reaching out and needing help and somebody who i came across happened to be a life coach i'd never heard of a life coach before i'd never worked with a life coach but a serendipitous moment led me to this woman and i signed up to do some coaching with her and i had the most powerful first session with a coach that i could just ever describe where In the first five minutes of speaking to her, she asked me a question that changed the trajectory of my life forever. And that question was, who is Angela? And it sounds like the simplest question in the world, but I was a 30 odd year old woman who could not answer that question. And I had one of those moments, Debbie, you know, where you get like really hot and, Mm. and you feel like flustered. And I was thinking okay, I need to say something because she's staring at me. So I was like, well, I'm a mom, you know, I'm head of culture and and I'm married and I'm a wife. And she stopped me and was like, okay, Angela, they're all your titles in life. Mm. But I want to know who is Angela? You know, what makes you tick? What do you love? You know, what makes you get out of bed every day? And I was just like, wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i have absolutely no idea and oh, i went on God. a journey of self-discovery um that continues to this day and i'm just so so passionate about helping other women to find meaning in their life and to understand themselves and to understand why they behave the way they behave to empower themselves through learning more about themselves mm. every day So
0: so your own experience motivated you to start your own business and presumably leave your quite high-level job, well-paid job behind.
1: Yeah. So it was like I had this massive life change in 2019 where I realised the power of Mm self-discovery. Then the pandemic happened. And in between those two points, I'd sat down with my husband and I was like, right, I've got a five-year plan. I'm going to I'm going to become a coach or at the time potentially a counselor and I'm going to work with women who need my help Mm. and I know I can't do it now but in five years I'm going to do it and it was like one of those things where the universe is like nah I think now's a good time (laughs) (laughs) it was almost like as soon as I'd voiced that dream um, the dominoes kind of cascaded and you know I was working in HR we were going through big business change we were streamlining the team i just saw it as an opportunity to to go for it and as i said 2020 was the year where people needed it yeah. it wasn't it wasn't 5 years from now there were people struggling there and then and i just knew that was the right time so yeah i made the decision to leave the business and i trained to become a certified life coach How exciting. So in a sea of coaches, okay, because it
0: is an industry with a lot of business coaches, life coaches, different sort of transformational coaches. Where does your USP fit in? Where are you different?
1: I think that when I personally looked at the market, there was lots of coaches who were kind of in their 20s like living the globetrotter life, kind of showcasing this beautifully curated barley style life. Yeah, to like young people, (laughs) like you can go out and have this life. And then there was a sea of business coaches who were coaching women professionally. And what I didn't see was very many women who were there to represent me you know the woman with two kids and a mortgage you know who can't just pack up and leave you know she's she's existing in this life she's got a full-time job and she's struggling to make time for herself she's bottom of the list Mm. so I just started to speak to those women and within the first six months of launching Virago Over 140 women had used my services, whether it was through workshops or group coaching or one-to-one coaching. And it literally just took off like boom. (laughs) And it's interesting with it being the year of the pandemic, because I think that that was a year of reflection for so many people where we had more time to go inwards and we had more time to ask ourselves those big life questions of, You know, am I happy? Am I in the right place? Am I in the right job? Am I in the right relationship? And I was just that person to to listen and to be there for them and to guide them on their own journey.
0: So how did you obviously go transition from you know working at a high level in corporate life? And you then have to transition to running your own business. Mm. How was that for you? Because that's often, you know, quite difficult for people when they're used to kind of ringing up different departments to deal with things. And then all of a sudden you are every department.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's definitely been a, a learning curve. And the biggest thing that you know I always say is if you need help, ask for it, because we're not supposed you know, we're humans are supposed to work in tribes. Yeah. And I always tell myself that whenever I'm having a bad day at business, is like you are a solopreneur, you're sat in your office, you know, call your accountant, you know, call your other friend in business, you know, talk to somebody about what you're going through. You know, yeah. you don't need to do it all alone. But I think that the biggest barrier for me was, um, and probably like the the best growth piece for me has been around my self talk. So when you have your own business, you need to be your biggest cheerleader. So I became very aware, especially as a coach, very early on, the power of my thoughts and the power of, um, you know, thoughts versus your actions. So if I wake up and I'm like you are not going to sign any clients this week, nobody's got any money to invest in you, blah, blah, blah. Those thoughts are going to have a direct impact on how my business performs. So I am constantly evaluating my thought process, working on myself, doing my own work as a coach, Mm -hmm. so that, you know, that self-belief and that inner cheerleader, Remains really strong and powerful. And this is one of the reasons why I was attracted to applying for an award because when you work for yourself, you know, you're giving yourself, like, don't get me wrong, I get the most incredible feedback from my clients, my testimonials, you know, they blow me away. um And that's great. But I don't have a boss who's like, you know what, Angela, mm-hmm. you did a really good job. So for me, applying for the Best Business Women Awards was almost like me giving myself that deserving recognition mm. of the hard work that goes into it. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about the event, but going to the Business Women Awards, being a finalist and getting dressed up and celebrating yourself, that's mm. a massive part of business.
0: It is a massive part of business and it also has given you some external validation because but like we're not a voting contest. You know, your entry has been seen by three different judges independently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the best coach category, we get a lot of entries for that. And yeah. it's good to see that you're, you know, hitting those sort of key performance indicators for want of a better yeah. word. I know that's the one used in corporate a lot, but it's true. And I think you've had that business validated now. And yeah, I mean, when you you kind of work in day to day, you get that validation at work, don't you? But you don't get it when you work for yourself. So when you set up um, Virago, did you have any external support to help you like an enterprise agency or did you have a business coach or how did you, you know, formulate the whole business at the start?
1: So I was trained by Carol Ann Rice, who oh, been- I... Realize oh, I didn't realise that. I did. Oh, Yeah, I love Carol Ann. So I went through the Pure Coaching Academy, which is a brilliant course because it not only teaches you how to be a good coach, mm-hmm. but Carol Ann also brings the experience of being a successful coach herself. Oh. So I felt like throughout that course, I was not only learning how to be a coach, I was learning how to build a business. Mm-hmm. And I think that I did have some personal coaching, um, but it was a lot more around my um, self-worth that I focused on with my personal coaching. From a business perspective, I think it was just a combination of having had 15 years of experience working for a retailer, understanding how to market a product um, and understanding how to engage an audience and all of those really important factors and I think that's that's massive and I think that's given me a lot of credibility as well you know I think in my first year around 70% of my clients came from my Mm ex-business so the company I worked for you know I took people with me and I've actually been back to that business and I've done coaching for individuals within the business as well so you know I do always think that there sometimes can be a bit of a narrative out there that's dangerous that's like you know you are either got your own business or you you wait for the man and there's there's you know and one is better than the other and I genuinely don't believe that I think that our careers are very like squiggly and different and for me having 15 years experience working in a business gave me the best platform to Mm. build my own business but I must be really honest my strategy has always just been to focus on the woman that I want to speak to and the woman that I want to support and I have tried and I dipped in and out of like business coaching and I can find some approaches to be quite soulless. And I've mm. always been a very soulfully led coach. And mm. um, I'm very authentic. At least I try to be very authentic um, in all my social media, in my emails. And that has just worked for me. You know, following mm. what and following what, yeah, following the essence of self-discovery and why it's important to me. For some reason, other women get that and they they buy into me through that. Do you do like
0: business networking or business support groups?
1: Yeah, so I'm part of the Leading Ladies in Business, which is, um, it's Northwest predominantly, but Mm. they're they're launching. um, I think they're actually, they're in New Zealand randomly. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I think they're launching in London. Um, But that's just an incredible um, place to go and to get support. And I've had clients who are part of that, business networking mm-hmm. and i've purchased like photography from from the mm-hmm. networking and think there's so much power mm-hmm. in finding a network where you can fully be yourself mm-hmm. you know a lot of networking i've done in the past i have felt like oh you come away with a few business cards and maybe a few more linkedin connections but not much else whereas i think leading ladies in business um really um, is about empowering you and
0: yes you're getting that kind of deeper connection from that that's
1: what I'm getting
0: from absolutely.
1: you absolutely and there's always I've been a guest speaker there's always a guest speaker there's mm. workshops mm. you know you, you come away with something more than just like yeah. I said business cards Perfect. and whereabouts in the UK are you based I'm in Liverpool
0: Oh, well, you're in Liverpool but presumably you can work with anybody anywhere you
1: don't I just do face to face you do online I do online so my first client call was in Adelaide um and I have a ongoing client who's done quite a lot of work with me who's based in LA as well oh wow
0: so really global I am it's <laughs> amazing um so we touched on um the business awards just earlier so let's come back to awards um So what was your, you you said your thought process was the validation side of it. But as you went through the entry
1: process, what did you glean from that? Well, I remember the first time I applied, um, it was about, I think it was like I left at the very last minute because my inner critic (laughs) was like, no, don't do it. And there was just something in me that was like, at the last minute, I just went, I'm going to do this. And I remember it was like half past 10 at night and i just i was just about to hit submit and it kind of like went like my application just disappeared and i and i hadn't done that thing of like saving it in word first very foolishly and i just remember like nearly throwing the laptop out the window and my husband was like just breathe start again and do it and something in me just made me do it and i got the application in before the midnight deadline <laughs> and um We've actually not a lot of expectation. And one of the things that I always say to my clients is celebrate at the point where you apply for the job. Yes. The point where you apply for the wards, because that is the point at which you're saying to yourself and the world, I'm worthy of this. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the judges think. It doesn't matter what the person, the hiring manager thinks. As long as you continue to believe in yourself, you'll always find success. So Mm -hmm. I celebrated at the point of putting the award in because I thought, you know what? I think I'd only been in business for 18 months when I first Mm -hmm. applied. And I was so proud of every word that I put in the application, the testimonials from my clients and the financial side as well. Because, you know, I I did have to upload um, my finances to prove that it was an eligible business because Mm -hmm. lots of people, you know, put themselves out there as a coach but it's hard to make money so if you're making money then you can't prove that you're a successful business no. so I was just really proud at that point point. Um, and the feeling of self-validation yeah was absolutely huge
0: and have you shared your wins with your clients on your website and all that sort of thing
1: yeah, I would say, Debbie, that of all of the things that I've done, because I do a lot of social media, I do a lot mm. of LinkedIn, I've done quite a few podcasts. Of all of the things I've done over the last three years, the thing that gets the most attention and eyes on it is the awards.
0: Interesting, isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Honestly. People, I think it shows people champion you, and I think that's the big thing there. I think people like to see other other people succeed. Yeah. and. I agree, like, I mean, the traction from the awards, our posts and our winners posts is is huge. Um, We try and share all the posts through our uh, company page on LinkedIn, and you can just see the actual breadth of reach. And it's all about eyes on again, because if people are searching for what you do, and you pop up with a series of posts and feeds, and they can see you've won awards, it's again, it's that validation. Um, and encourages people to, you know, use your services. So what's next for Virago? What are you, what's your plans longer term?
1: So um, I've just launched the the 10th edition of my group coaching, Embrace Your Truth. So Embrace Your Truth is a six week self-discovery course for the woman that cannot answer that question of who is, insert name. So that's just run for the 10th time. And back of that success, I created a second course called Step Into Your Power. Mm -hmm. So, more group coaching because I absolutely love it. And I love it for so many reasons because number one, it builds connection between other women and it gives women that aha moment of I'm not alone. Um, And number two, it's a really good price point if you want to get into coaching. You know, it's significantly um, more reasonable than paying for me on a one-to-one basis because you potentially, well, you're dividing the cost of my time between six other women. Um, So more of that because I love it and adore it. And I've actually um, recently drew up a partnership with my ex-employer to go in and do coaching for women who've returned um, to work after um, maternity leave. Mm. So I'm really passionate about those points in life where women do retract and lose themselves. Mm -hmm. The opposite of discover, when I talk about self-discovery, the opposite of discover is to hide. And Mm -hmm. that's where I'm interested. Like, where are the women who are hiding? They're hiding their desires. They're hiding their um, ability to succeed because they've lost their confidence. So it could be returning to work after a break, potentially becoming a mother, you know, going through the menopause, going into a new job after being made redundant. So I had quite a few clients, mm. you know, who've been through big changes like that. So I developed a programme called Rise Up, which yeah. is for the place. And um, yeah, I've delivered that a couple of times now and I'm really looking forward to doing more of that and working with more businesses what about a TEDx talk? I'd love to do a TEDx You've talk. You've
0: got the right voice. You've got the right demeanor. You should definitely look into that. I could see you doing a TEDx
1: talk. And what about a book? Do you know okay. what? The amount of people in this last couple of months who said to me, you should write a book. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, you get signs from the universe. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I should write a book? But actually, if I was to take every element of every course I've ever delivered, I probably You've would got have- a book right there.
0: Yeah, exactly. you've got a book right there. Yeah, and, and I think it's getting your your message out there. And like when I released my book, I think it means that you can reach people in the far corners of the earth, that my book went to number one in Australia. Bizarre. Wow. Yeah, I know. And I ended up speaking at a couple of events online Yeah, in Sydney um, based on that. So yeah. I, I just think, you know, you've got so much to share with the world, that it does help you get that message out there. And I could really see you doing a TEDx talk, to be honest, because you've got that demeanour about you. Um, So in in terms of... I I loved what you were saying about the maternity, um, because, I mean, I've been a mother for 30 years nearly. Wow. I know. Um, But I found it very difficult to transition from being... You know in charge of 12 people to being in charge of one little infant. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought, oh, this can't be that difficult. People make out it's like really hard. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back to work when he was 16 weeks old, full time. Yeah. Um, and I found that really hard because I felt that you know, there was to me, there was many components to being a mother that nobody really teaches you to be honest yeah so and, and i kind of identify with what you're saying is going back to the workplace you are not the same person that you were when you left on maternity leave no so i love the fact that you're doing that so if anyone's listening to this and they're in a company and they're struggling then they need to get hold of you don't they to get, exactly. to get you to come in and talk to them one to one or talk to their, st- their staff because absolutely great.
1: Debbie and i think that's the number one mistake that but- Women make. And actually, all parents is that you return to work after this life-changing event and you turn up as if nothing's changed. <laughs> and you try to be the person that you were before you went through this transformation. And actually, it's about creating new foundations for yourself. And that's what I love to do with with my clients who are going through that. It's like, okay, let's redefine what success looks like to you now, you know, and that if you don't have that support, and we see it all the time, you know, within. Five years of women having children they leave the workplace mm. and it's huge wow
0: yeah I suppose I was uh, what yeah just under two years I left when he was about two two and a half and whole.
1: there's so much behind that I mean there's the cost of childcare and all of that yeah yeah you know, I'm very passionate about reminding women that yeah you know, these life events they're not the end of your career No, you have to adapt
0: and yeah. you know that's how my business was born um so I went from a baby to another baby two babies (laughs) the business being one of them (laughs) yeah I love that yeah yeah I always think that having a business starting a business is like giving birth it's giving birth to something else and you know like a new thing in your life I love the fact that you talk about these kind of foundations and that you know we have to set new foundations and I think you know life is a bit of a journey isn't it and we evolve and things change and I'm going through the empty nest syndrome now which again You listen to people talk about it and you think, oh, God, that's got to be brilliant. No more dirty socks on the floor, no more overflowing, washing up, being left in the sink. But actually you're left with this link of like, oh, my God, my kids have gone. They've left. They've got their own lives now. And now I have to you have to go back because you're you're not going to be the person you were 30 years ago before you had children. Yeah. So, you know, you are dealing, by the sounds of it, with all these different life changes with women, Um, because I think there is those stages that we go through. So it's great that there's people like you out there to support women, because I think it's tough. It is tough. And we don't live in those big extended families anymore, do we, where we can get help from auntie or, you
1: know,
0: the people up the street. Yeah, I think we live in such a fragmented society now.
1: It's huge. It's huge. And then you've got added on to that is this societal pressure that's been passed on through generations of women that we're supposed to sacrifice ourselves for our family. Mm -hmm. You know, we're supposed to come last. Um, And when you take on that role and you you believe that to be true, when the children leave or when the children reach an age where they just want to be in their bedrooms, you've got nothing left. So it's so important to remember you're a person and you matter, your hopes, your dreams, your desires, all of those things matter. And that for me is where the empowerment comes from self-discovery, because that's stopping, even if it's for one hour a week with your coach to just process your own thoughts and to think, hang on a minute, what do I want? It's huge and it's life changing. And that's it's a hard uh, transformation to show because it's not like a weight loss coach where you can go look at the woman before and after. The change happens within. And women say to me, Oh my God, you've changed my life, but nothing's changed. And I'm like, (laughs) That's self discovery. (laughs) Very
0: true. So, have you got any award, other rewards in the pipeline that you're going to apply for, or anything else
1: that you? Yeah, so I have an application in at the moment for the National Coaching Awards Ooh, for um, most transformational coach, and that was again one of those cheer in a cheerleader moments because when I was doing the application, originally the category was best life coach, so I was like, great tick, I'm applying for that, and then they changed it to most transformational coach. And for some reason, the word transformational kind of threw me. And then I read through my testimonials.
0: (laughs) That's what you are. Yeah. I
1: think like 20 testimonials that I read, the word transformation, life changing. It came up again and again and again. And I was like, I'm going for it.
0: (laughs) And have you ever applied for Liverpool Awards? Because I presume they must have their own business awards.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? It's all quite... It all feels um, quite new. And I think mm. it's a big thing to put yourself forward for an award. You know, I've attended um, the Northern Power Women Awards the last oh, few Yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. That is an incredibly inspirational event. Um, last year, I went with a client who won. Um, so yeah. I really went as a supporter to that. Yeah. Um, but I have been nominated a few times for Northern Power Women, but not quite made a finalist list yet.
0: Okay. Well, it's an aspiration, isn't it? to to keep going for that. So what um what's your plans between now and 2024 then? What are you going to be up to?
1: So last week I was really poorly actually. Um I I got struck down with let's just call it the Lurgy. Mm -hmm. Um and I had a lot of time. I cancelled one-to-one sessions because I didn't want to pass anything on to clients. Um had a lot of time, a lot of thinking space, and I've wanted to launch a retreat for ages. So I oh. thought, I'm just going to take this time to launch my retreat. Um, I'm doing a day retreat to kind of dip my feet into it and get a feel for it all. And it sold out in less than 24 hours.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, honestly, where is it? Where is it's it?
1: It's going to be at a gorgeous um, hotel slash bistro called The Lake House in Crosby, which is mm. where I live. So not a lot of people realise, but Liverpool is really close to the beach. Yes. So the beach is like my place to go to regulate my nervous system and feel calm and connected to nature so the lake house has beautiful rooms that you can hire that look out onto a lake and it's a five minute walk to the beach so yeah so we're going to be coming together doing a retreat that is inspired by nature at this time of year and it's all about the importance of letting go well, yeah. I think
0: that's that's a sign from the universe that you need to do another one because it was sold out. Well, I've away. already
1: started a wait list, Debbie, for my January <laughs>
0: one. And, um, amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been amazing to chat with you, Angela. Um, Thank you. You are an incredible coach. So if anyone's listening to this, please get in touch with Angela. We will put her details into the show notes. And also if you're watching the video, we will put those details um, into the notes on YouTube where you can contact Angela and find out more about her programs and her support. So it's been lovely to chat to you today
1: and we wish you continued success with your business. Thank you, Debbie. And keep doing what you do because honestly, everyone comes away from those awards feeling like a winner. And that's so unique. So thank
0: you. That's because you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards Show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk Thank you.